We are live now. Hello. Oh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Hello everyone, and this is the Truth Hypothesis. I'm Jamal. I'm Mackenzie. And we're back, and it's Christmas time. Christmas time. That is a litty song. Like, I love that one too. It is. It's like kind of sad though. It is. It's one of the sad ones. Like, and, I mean, it's not, but it feels sad. The like, melody is kind of sad. Mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christmas music is like, why is that? We can get into that in the Christmas segment. <laughs> Put that in the back of your head for now. Yes. We can we can definitely talk about that, but there is like such melancholy around the holidays, mm-hmm. which I mean, it tracks. Well, Christmas is stolen. Well. <laughs> they stole that. They did. Christians were like, "This is ours." <laughs> this is ours They're now. Like, we know that Jesus was born in in like July. We know that mm-hmm. factually. Like if you look at but the, this fits our narrative better. So. They wanted the snow. They did. Even though it would not have been snowing in Bethlehem. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's fine. Mm-mm. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We have we have fun stuff today to talk about. A couple fun things we're mm-hmm. gonna later on. We'll talk about Christmas and mm-hmm. just all the different things that are Christmas. Yes. Starting with our trauma surrounding Christmas music. Yes. Um, How like I don't know I. Still personally love Christmas music. I know everyone's like, ah. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, people are like, ah, oh, I can't. And I don't want to hear any Christmas music. I can't wait. Oh, I love Christmas music. I love music. Christmas music. And it's because of that trauma that we both. Mm-hmm. It was trauma. It was also. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. It, it literally was. <laughs> it, you know, and your comments hurt people. Yes. I became unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a baby. But. We learned some good Christmas carols. We sure did. We learned a lot. We learned a lot of music. I also equate my ability to read music mm-hmm. and harmonize mm-hmm. and all that to madrigals. Yes. And mainly Christmas music mm-hmm. because we sang that, it felt like, for half the year. Absolutely. Because we did. We started Shout learning. out to Leanne Kenner. Like, Come on, Miss Kenner. <laughs> Hope you're well. Literally for half of the year. Big like, oh, let's. are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Literally starting out, like, in September. Like, all right, let's get this Christmas music out. Like, mm-hmm. And then we sang it up through, like, January. Mm-hmm. And we got paid for it in high school, which is pretty, pretty solid. Pretty we got to leave school a lot mm-hmm. when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my sophomore year was there the whole time. That was like the True. year of Marcus. Ew. True. And <laughs> sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wore a lot of sweatshirts. <laughs> 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 but um, I didn't know who I was. No, my sophomore Nobody. year. I didn't wear. No, I didn't. No, wear that was junior. My, that was my junior year. Yeah. My sophomore year, I was still like <laughs> trying to fit in. I wore a lot of like dresses. Thought that, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, in. In the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, I wore a lot of low-rise jeans with midriff shirts. I was very taint-to-time-tee, and I showed off a lot of my belly. Hoodies galore. All the different hoodies. My titties were always doing the most, (laughs) because I was very proud of them. (laughs) And then, my junior year, that's when I started dating he who will not be named Mm -hmm. in any of these Mm -hmm. episodes, Mm -hmm. Um, I started covering up. Yeah. So, you're right. We had those dresses, and you had them Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the we same We had a required one. outfit. <laughs> we all wore the same thing. My ours, mm-hmm. the, the females wore long black dresses mm-hmm. with, like, a brooch. <laughs> like, a, like a silver brooch. On the side. On the side. Mm-hmm. And it was like a th- one shoulder was thicker than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and the gloves. And then long black gloves. Oh, and matching earrings, but I didn't have my ears pierced, so I had to get my ears pierced for it. And so I put the earrings, but my ears were so allergic to the earrings that every time, like, my ears, so I'd wear my hair down a lot, so I wouldn't have to wear the earrings, so you couldn't see them. And she'd be like, does everyone have their earrings? And I'd be like, yeah, but actually, I didn't. And honestly, I stand by that decision. Protect your peace. My ears needed a break. (laughs) And the guys had the same tuxes, but they didn't all look the same on everyone. 
like I, I need the collegiate like world like like I need I said collegiate like this is freaking high school or I mean college the I need all choirs though like to stop with the outfits pick something different my absolute favorite was Sahi with the white socks when we took pictures yeah so they, they specifically we took pictures every year obviously for the yearbook and they all the boys were specifically told to wear black socks so that it would blend in Mm-hmm. Um, with the pant and the pants, the pleats and the pants, the pleats and the pants. <laughs> and um, but actually, Sahi. I mean, his calves were like literally huge, so like that alone was an issue. But like, yeah, he was he was uh, like a capital T thick, mm-hmm. and but he had white socks on, and they put him in the front, like, <laughs> and he was kneeling, and he was too. kneeling, so it pulled his pants up even higher. <laughs> And you, Shout just, out to Sai, yes. and you could just see his um, his white socks. <laughs> but you know those pictures are so blurry on Facebook that you it they we look like one point. blob of human beings. <laughs> really, do there's like, not a single facial expression. We are bl- we are literally cave like drawings. <laughs> like, but somebody <laughs> chiseled us out. There's no tone. No definition. Yeah. No, it's. Was... I mean, it's. Pretty bad, and I, and we thought we ate. Oh, we were fully eating that day, like, but weren't. We weren't. At the same time. (laughs) Well, do you want to get started with your segment? Yeah. Or do you want me to... No, you go first. I'm not ready for mine. It's a lot to process still. Okay. So, obviously, I handled the musical theater segment, and today, I just wanted to talk about where... Broadway is heading, and if mm-hmm. we think what I what I perceive, and so this is so like singular, but like, or at least what I and a lot of the people that I associate with um, believe, if if Broadway is going to um, succeed, yeah. And what is success for Broadway? What does that look exactly, like? Exactly, and that's what I mean, mm-hmm. and what that looks like to me, because. Mm-hmm right now and we talked about this on the last episode there were there are so many movie musicals or book musicals Mm -hmm. but they're which those are better books are always better always um we'll also talk about some books because i have my wrap-up for the year um but and it they're opening and closing so fast Mm -hmm. like almost famous it's closing. That's crazy. And it was like... That's crazy. It started Broadway less than a year ago. A Strange Loop was on Broadway for less than mm-hmm. like a full calendar year. Mm-hmm. On on Broadway. And we're talking about from open. Right. Without previews. And A Strange Loop is not a movie musical. Right. But it's also not known. It should be. Mm-hmm. But it's not this like... We've conditioned audiences to believe that... Spectacles that are jukeboxy, um, and have a name. The I mean, and yeah, these are all recognitions. Are what makes something successful, and there are there are outliers because like Hades Town is brilliant and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, but it's also took like years to get yeah. it to Broadway. It had to create a cult following before it could get... Capitalism, man. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess, what more than, like, even having, like, a super deep conversation about it, I just wanted to challenge anybody listening who is involved in theater or, like, has any sort of weight at a theater. You sit on a board, you are director somewhere... To, to, um, I think it starts regionally, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you have to challenge your audiences that way because the Broadway is supported by tourists. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's people like us going to see these things. So you have to educate at a basic level. Um, and I, and I think it is regional theater's responsibility to take on works and I get it. I literally work for a regional theater. It's mm-hmm. hard because you also have to balance it with name recognition, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think what you get there is 
take risks in those shows. Yeah. Start there. Mm-hmm. Like, stage something that's beloved. Beloved? Beloved? <laughs> Is it beloved or beloved? I, I feel like it can work both ways, but maybe not. Should beloved. It? Beloved. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll go with beloved. Anyways. <laughs> and, and turn it on its... Yeah. Like, turn it on... Turn it on its head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, one Challenge idea. the audience. Challenge the audience. And then you can pepper in throughout your season shows that are unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they buy into you and they buy into the things that you're doing, then they're mm-hmm. going to come see those shows. And I just think that they're so important. Right now, the company that I work for is doing a show called In the Green by Grace McLean. Mm-hmm. I'm not... We could spend the entire episode trying to describe to you what the show's about. It's um, very cool, though. It's very cool, though. It, it is five women. It's super unique. It's very important. The conversation is something that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's a good thing for this Dayton area to see mm-hmm. as well. And it's some of the most, like, inspired I've ever felt leaving a rehearsal room. And so that's what I was getting at is, like, I know people, when people see things like this, you will be inspired. That's how I felt after seeing A Strange Loop. I had Mm -hmm. not been so inspired in years. But it was because it was new and it was fresh. And I I hope that if those kind of things can happen at the fundamental level here Mm -hmm. at the regional theaters and um, that it will trickle up. Yeah. And it will... But, you know. I always feel like it's interesting that, like, why is it that be, like, especially on Broadway, like, monetarily, it's like, oh, well, if we're not breaking in tons of, like, revenue, why that matters as far as being able to have the show so the problem yeah. is, is like fundament like Broadway is expensive, probably because of you know I mean for a, for a multitude of reasons, but and it goes back to this is conversation I think we've had every time we ever talk about musical theater, it is this I Broadway has become this idea, mm-hmm. this like Pantheon this like yeah that. this like this big notion that like this trophy mm-hmm. let's it's mm-hmm. this trophy and we've we the collective people have bought into that success lies in being in these so-and-so theaters on quote-unquote broadway which is truly just a couple of streets in new york mm-hmm. um and that, that is success and that is what success is but then i look back and i think about some shows that have done really well that never made it to Broadway or didn't even make it into New York. Like The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Beautiful, stunning, mm-hmm. wasn't on Broadway. Like mm-hmm. there are like I think we could challenge what institutes success or like yeah. creativeness. Mm-hmm. Because I think we all look to the, the Tonys every year and we're like, these are the shows that defined theater for that year. Right. And that's not the case. That's not what it's just so commercialized it's mm-hmm. so um mainstream yeah and it's very much based in like the economy mm-hmm. which is sad because it's like you get it like especially because like isn't phantom closing i mean yes but they keep extending it so like i feel like it was a ploy yeah that's like okay but that was like my con- like conspiracy girl coming out like <laughs> but that's the thing it's just like it's one of those things you just expect to always be there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like the Lion King's been there for 700 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like... How many minutes? But I feel like that's going to... It may be detrimental to not be able to see Phantom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because you're not educating you, the next like, generation. Mm-hmm. I don't... It's... Well, but... But, like, also should, like, shows be able to last forever? Or, like... That's yeah. thing, like, and I, for me, as like as a craft, I feel like yes, and I feel like. But I also feel like here's the thing, I yes, if there are less parameters, like the best thing that comes to mind is Wicked. Mm-hmm. No, they're never going to release the rights. But why? 
Who cares? Like, what is that? What is you releasing the rights to Wicked gonna... Like, is some community theater in Hoboken, New Jersey gonna right. outdo what you're doing on Broadway? No. No. Again, if that's... Granted, you don't want a Hamilton situation. Well, But... Yeah. The but subject I, I, matter alone wouldn't allow for that type of situation to happen with the Wicked. But, so, like, I so, agree But like, what my point being is... Wicked is always done, well, I don't want to say always because there's an exception to this because it did just get restaged in a new, in a new way, but not mm. here in the United States. But Wicked is always done the way Wicked is done. There's zero creativity in it anymore, and it becomes this machine, and then it becomes what the I'm going to call, we're going to have our theater audience and our general audience. What I would say the general audience comes to expect from theater, and that's mm -hmm. what they're basing what theater should be. And we get, and then we get these TV musicals that are dumbed down for the general audience. Mm -hmm. They, they're great. Like the, 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 the Beauty and the Beast one was lovely. Joshua Henry was everything. Yeah. I mean, it was like her, ugh. but it was. But that's what people are gonna think because they say, they call it like a musical celebration. So mm. then this is what people are going to expect from musicals. Gotcha. And that, and we're never going to get back to like art. And I don't want to say that the other things aren't art, because they are art, and there's validity to them, but... But, like, the... The art that challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have, as a society, your used art... In your, we like... have used art as a society so often to be the thing that, like, holds us in, like, like our... It's our mirror. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean, like, television, music, and it helps you, like, look at other situations and... We are going to lose that, and then we're going to be like, what is that movie called? Where they sing Grave Robber. <laughs> Repo! <laughs> Repo. Yeah. yeah, Repo the Genetic Opera. We're going to become those kind of people where it's like very much like. Surface level, kind of just like. Again, going off into my conspiracy theory like notion. Anyways, that's all but I wanted Repo's to say about. Kind of a oh no, Repo is a box. <laughs> like I wanted to hate Zydrate it. Zydrate comes in a, a little, little glass vial. A little glass vial. A little glass vial. I wanted to hate it a lot when I first saw it, and then like it just crept in, and I was like, mm, yeah, I gotta accept this for the greatness yeah. that no, it's, it is. Like <laughs> it is what it is, and that's mm -hmm. the best thing. Okay, so now I want to talk about my books. Yes. So I had a goal of sixty books for the year. I've hit over that, but there are a couple plays and things that I've read that are not on Goodreads. Most 60 plus books. So right now, my Goodreads is saying 59, and I'm just going to have to, like, lie to get a 60 in there because <laughs> some of these books just don't exist on there. Plays. A lot of plays. The mm -hmm. books all do. But I have uh, my one of my dearest and best darling lovely friends, Abigail Hoggett. Have Shout out to Pabs. Um, challenged me to... Well, she didn't challenge me, but she... She gave me an outline where instead of normally I just pick my top 10 books of the year, which is hard. Mm -hmm. She gave me the idea, the outline to pick one book a month that mm -hmm. I read from each month. Okay. That was my top of that month. Okay. So I present to you. Yes. A brief explanation and talk about my top 12 books. My book from January was The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And it was... Fantasy, historical, okay. romance. I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, I don't love overly descriptive books. We talked mm -hmm. about this. I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I apologize mm -hmm. to all you Lord of the Rings fans out there. Mm -hmm. I literally fall asleep reading it. Yep, same. Um, and so I, I don't like flowery writing. Yes. Um, and it, but it was, but it was so flowery. But it, it was. The way it was done was... It kept you engaged. Yes, it was engaging. And I just suggest you read it. I think it, I think there's... I think it's definitely 18 plus. Um, but I think anyone could take something away from the story. Very interesting notion. Um, February, I read The Silent Patient by... And I... Oh, I just... Let me just say now. I'm gonna absolutely fuck up saying these names. So <laughs> I um, The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelitis was a um, thriller... And it was so good. I finished that book in less than four hours. I sat down. I read Come it. Come on, less than four hours. I read it top to bottom. Woo. And it was thrilling. It had a very unique twist at the end. Um, 
definitely trigger warnings everyone to check out for adults 100 mm percent -hmm. In March, we have to talk about my baby, Akatar. In March started my obsession. So I actually picked, as March, I picked A Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second book in the series. Okay. Um, the first book, so it's a, it's a fantasy series, high fantasy, well, it's like a new adult fantasy, I would say. Um, it, I hadn't read fantasy in many, many a year because mm -hmm. Harry Potter hurt me. Mm -hmm. Not fantasy series, I'd read standalones. And then became my obsession. Actually, I read the first book. I thought it was good. I was interested to see what was going to happen next. And then I read Akamath, A Court of Mist and Fury, and I fell in love. Yes. I I gave. Yeah. I blushed. The way I you're smiling about it right now is so cute. I love them. <laughs> I fell in love with all of the characters. I I think it's amazing. I think everyone should read it. Definitely check your trigger warnings. Um, but it was perfect. Which led me into April, where I read the Crescent City series, mm -hmm. which is also by the same author. Oh, I'm so sorry. A Court of Mist and Fury, Akatar, is by Sarah J. Maas. Um, and then I read her second series, the Crescent City series, where I put as my April book, House of Earth and Blood. Mm. That is the second, or that is the um, first in the series. I loved both of them, um, but uh, that was my first, like, adult fantasy series. It's very adult. Um, and it was just an amazing ride. It was as good as Akatar nice. in its own ways. It, uh, it's great. You guys should just read them. I went on a full fantasy. You're going to see here. I went really fantasy mm -hmm. for a minute because then I went into May, which I read A River Enchanted. Let me find the writer. Rebecca Ross. A River Enchanted was cozy fan, cozy fantasy, Ooh, which cozy is fantasy. cozy fantasy. Um, it felt like a warm hug. I mean, it was... Here's the thing. There's definitely, like, it's about somebody, like... It's tragic, but the way it was written is, like, cozy. It's very, like, side of the mountain beauty. It all takes place in one town. Okay. Um, it's easy. It was easy to read. It was heartbreaking, heartwarming. Um, loved the characters. And there's a second coming out. So check that one out. It's a really great fantasy introduction book like, okay. i think if you don't read fantasy and you want something easy to get into and remember that's a great one you're not having to deal with these crazy worlds it's one singular area okay um and that helped mm -hmm. you're talking we're talking about two battling like tribes essentially so like we don't have to talk like there's not uh, these whole worlds gotcha. i wouldn't start with something like the crescent city series that was like too much high high love mm -hmm. <laughs> then i went to june and i read the song of the marked again Went, well, I was heavy in my fantasy mm -hmm. feels. S.M. Gaither is the author. Um, really unique magic system. Again, adult fantasy. Would not pick this up if you're not like into fantasy to begin with. This is maybe... Has a lot more to grasp onto. Mm -hmm. I want to say it has five or six books. I've only mm -hmm. read the first four. Or the first three. I haven't finished them yet. Then we got into July. So if you also don't know this about me, I love romance novels. I love reading about love because I have no heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I picked Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Every single one of her books has been in my top ten every time they come out. She, to me, is like high peak fantasy. She write, or, I mean, romance. romance. She writes romance so well. The subplots are always perfect. She puts so much character into her side characters. The main characters feel thorough. And, you know, I love that even when she has... Some of her books don't have, like, that last minute. And a lot of romance books do have, like, the last minute conflict. Mm. Not all of her books have that, which I love. <clears throat> because I'm like, okay, we... Like, you know. Yeah. It, just, it, it becomes, like, repetitive after a while. Look that one up, though. There's just there's trigger warnings that one. I absolutely wept. Wept reading that one. And then August was Archer's Voice, another romance, but was is about a person who is, um, can't speak. Ooh. They cannot speak. Um, really, 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 really interesting premise. Wept through that one as well. I don't think there's a lot I can say without... Just read that one. Yeah. That one's by Mia Sheridan. Um, then I read Wicked Beauty. Here we go. I'm a whore. Mm -hmm. If you don't know this by now, 
now you're gonna know I love me some smut and my favorite smut writer is Katie Robert like she's the one who did the all of the um, Disney villain like sex series what? Yeah. oh girl yes and so then she's now writing Disney villain sex series? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. There's one with Hercules, Hades, and Megan. It is. I am intrigued. It's good. <laughs> Read porn, y'all. I'm telling you, it's better than watching it. It's like because you can put your own spin to mm -hmm. things, what you want, but it's like, oh, because the books are always better. Yeah, books are makes, amazing, makes... and there's the emo you create the emotional connection with the characters. It's I love. <laughs> it's highly underrated, but anyways. So she wrote, she's writing this, she writes series, she's very good at series, and so she wrote the series that I'm currently reading, which is about all the Greek mythology. Mm. So, like, there was, like, um, Hades and Persephone was the first one. Can't remember what the second one was, because I'm, there's so many books. But the one that I'm about to talk about is called Wicked Beauty, and it was between, um, Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen. Okay. Oh, it was. Okay. So... Interesting. Good. It was so good. The characters were so deep. Like I hurt for them. I the the steamy scenes were so good. Lovely. Then in October, I had to read me a spooky book in October. I read mostly horror. Mm -hmm. So I read La Donia. It's by Otessa Mashega. Yes. I'm so sorry, I did not know how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> Anyways, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant novel. Horror, very, um, felt kind of like fantasy. It's not, mm -hmm. but it, it has that feel. If you've ever watched The Witch okay. or movies like that, it had that feel. Um, nice. It was, it was heavy. Foreboding in a way, kind of. And yeah, the book was just heavy. There was so much long, like, without giving anything away there is a drought that happens in their land and it is how these people face that drought and it's just I I, I think about it daily there's so many things in it that I just think about Come on, living rent free mm -hmm. rent free um, November I read the twisted series by Anna Huang I think there are four of them. I'm on the fourth one right now, but the one I'm going to talk about is Twisted Hate. It's the third book. It's an enemies to lover, which is my favorite. Mm. Enemies to lover means they hate each other to start, which means the sex is always great. <laughs> and I was obsessed with these characters. Again, they, they were so deep and affected, mm -hmm. which I feel like in romance, we, we don't always get to see like non-perfect for each other people. These people weren't perfect for each other, but... Um, but the love got past that. I just really liked it. And then December. I have not read anything I've loved this month. Mm. Um, so I actually went back and found a book that I felt should have made it in my top 12 that hadn't. Um, so I read The House Across the Lake. I think I read it back in maybe August, maybe July. Mm -hmm. It's horror by Riley Sager. And it, the twist in this book, boy, it took me at, by such shock and force. Which is, like, because you are usually good at, like, mm -hmm. calling things. Like, it takes a lot, I feel, to, like, really shake you. 100%. And Riley's really polarizing. Some people love him. Some people don't. I adore his writing. I'm always in, again, uh, House on the Lake, I picked up and finished in one day. I just could not put it down. Um, and I suggest you do, too. Real quickly, I'll mention my runner-ups. I wrote um, the entire Akatar series. So mm -hmm. although I said Akamath, you should really check them all out. They're amazing. Um, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which surrounds... It's an old book, um, but I read it for book club. Um, talks about the events surrounding 9-11. Like, there's... Oh, the, it's really, really powerful. And mm -hmm. um, All's Well um, is a horror about a teacher... A college professor who decides she's going to put on put on all's well that ends well instead of um the play that they want to put mm. on and she's also addicted to drugs and we'll just leave it at that it's Ooh. very interesting 
Uh, and then Hook, Line, and Sinker. She's just uh, the second book in one of the series that I really like by Tess, Tess Bailey, who's also one of my favorite romance authors. And um, it was just smutty and delicious. Yes. But I challenge you all to read at least one book a year. Yeah. I don't think you have to keep up with 60 books. I'm actually going to make my goal 20 next year, so I don't feel the pressure. Um, but I suggest everybody read. It really helps. It's so centering for me mm -hmm. and, and allows me to escape. And I think it keeps our brains working. I agree. And yeah. Yes, friend, come through. Yes, more people should get into reading. I feel like that's always a turn off. Like someone's like, I don't read or like don't like reading. I'm like, mm, yeah, like that's a red flag for me. And I don't read like books as often as I used to, but I do read like, like yeah. And well, and if you don't want to read a book, read articles. Mm -hmm. Read, read something like. Read. I say reading articles, but yeah, that's great, friend. I love that. Come through. All right, let's get into the rough stuff. Yeah, the rough stuff. And literally, I just got a notification on my phone. So, after diving into the trash politics of it all, after three long years, the uh, and I forget which exact committee it is, but essentially, the. Uh, government has gotten a hold of Donald Trump's taxes that he's been trying to hide, hide for forever, which is weird because each president always shows their taxes. Like, I think everyone should have to show their taxes. Look, like a weird it's thing, a thing. to want to hide. But they literally got them this week and released like some of them. And I just got the notification that new figures released by Congress showed Donald Trump paid $1.1 million to the IRS in his first three years as president. And nothing in 2020. Is he a church? <laughs> like, I don't think he's a fucking church. So, you're just not paying taxes out here? Like, 1.1 million for three years and you're a millionaire? Like, the math is not mathing. Like, the math ain't mathing. So, it looks like he did have a lot to hide there. And it's not looking good for him at all, really, because on top of that, the January 6th committee finally, after two years of investigations, like millions of like papers of documents and stuff, countless interviews have finally come to like a conclusion of their investigations and have formally like um what is the word I'm looking for? They've um brought it's like a suggestion, but... Allegation? No, 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 no. Like, they've charged him, like, with crimes, but they can't really charge them because they don't have the power to. They suggested that the DOJ... Yes. Like, bring up these charges against him for all the evidence that they found. And it's just, like... Insurrection. Like, it's, it's a lot. And mm -hmm. it's just, like... Well, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Like, and, like... It, For us to believe in democracy at all. Exactly. And, like, either way, his side was going to say it was political and a witch hunt or whatever. Because, like, if they didn't do it, they'd be like, so... They didn't find anything. Like, we're ch cleared of all charge Or, like, they didn't find anything or whatever. So, like... They obviously had to, like, say something, but now that they're saying something, like, oh, it's just a witch hunt because they don't want me to be president, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... We don't want you to be president because of the things you've done. Because you've, you've, you've actually committed crimes, like... We don't just, like, hate people randomly. We don't just right, not like, want things because... Like, right, it's not just, like, a random, like, we're just like, mm, not you. Like, no, right, there's, like, like you, there's you provided reasons, reasons like, to which why we don't support exactly, you. Exactly. Like, you are the only U.S. president who is not, like... Um, but her email did the transition of power like ever like that's crazy and then literally try to do a coup to like stay in power that's treasonous like literally like, he needs to like go you should not be allowed to run ever like like well, you should be in prison well that part as well and it's just like they're like oh there needs to be there needs to be a rule <laughs> Where, like, nobody over the age of 65 should be representing our company. Our company. Our, our country. 
because you're moving out. Like you're moving, like the, it's not, it doesn't make sense. Uh, 65 may be too young, but like maybe 70. I, uh, yeah. But like, and it's weird because you gotta think of like Biden, who's literally the oldest now, but 80. But I will give Biden credit as to like in his later years, he is becoming more progressive than he ever was for the trash he used to like. Yeah. Well, he has to because again, absolutely. the younger generation, the baby boomers are dying off, and like mm -hmm. the people who the younger people are majorly. Mm -hmm. Which is why I feel like it's so weird that, like, the Republicans as a party don't see the writings on the wall. They do, but they're not, they're just trying to change the rules so that they stay in power instead of Is there, like, a statistic somewhere that tells me how many people, like, how many Republicans are over the age of 45 versus, like, how many are under, like, 40? I'm sure there are. I would bet, like, I would bet. I would bet that a lot of them, I would bet your majority are older. Oh, absolutely. It, like, and registered that, Republicans are probably older. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes sense. I mean, the older you get, the more right and more leaning, more conservative you become, usually. I, I hope in. not. But, like... The older I get, the more gay I become. Which <laughs> <laughs> like, every year I'm a little bit gayer. <laughs> I'm going the opposite way. I was saying I walked into like my family Christmas the other day. Mm -hmm. Love you, fam. Shout out to mm -hmm. fam. However, I am definitely the black sheep of my family. Mm -hmm. There is no if answer but like I mean like mm -hmm. anybody would state that who knows me, mm -hmm. and I love it. Yes, reveling it. I love reveling in it. Yes, yes, I am not mm -hmm. like you because mm -hmm. I can't. But I mean, we still love the fam. Well, yeah, my like. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation that's a different right? conversation everybody mm -hmm. that we're talking about this specific thing I love mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> right but no but, but as far as like this like presidency shit like he we have to hold him accountable and it's like they're afraid because like we've never had to charge a former president again. Well, well also we never had a president who tried to like steal power. So right, if you hadn't, we like, deserve this as a country, as a stain on our legacy. I'm sorry, but we have to do it. Otherwise, you're saying that it's okay for any other president to, to do it later. And what kind of president does precedent does that set? So it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward on that. They also, in Congress, are trying to pass a, um, what are the figures? I want to say it's eight, uh, I won't even guess, I won't even try to have, like, false information. It's in the billions of, like, defense spending that they usually do, but I know it's, like, 10% more than what they asked for. I'm like, why are we spending that much? And no one is being like, how are we going to pay for that? Like, they do everything else progressive. Or what do you like, know? Like. Why do we need to prepare like that? I mean, we literally have the, like, Russia. best defense, like, in the world. Like, why are we spending that much money on defense still? Like, I don't understand why there needs to be defense. Like, why can't people just get along? Like, countries. That part, too. That if we just too. go back into a place where it's just like, I grow tomatoes and you grow potatoes and so we switch. Mm -hmm. like, Neil deGrasse Tyson actually said it best and he um, was like, they need to like, how they're sending people out into space and shit like on these like tourist things now, that that's a thing. He said, they need to just get all the world leaders together and put them up on a bus or a thing up there and have them actually see the fucking earth world from space and what it actually is without man-made borders and stuff and just see that <laughs> we're actually just people like and Literally. there's way more out there than like us fighting each other over stupid things like land Putin like but that will pivot nicely into the Iran situation that I wanted to bring up too because that's a whole lot and the women over there are so courageous not even women, but the men also, but mostly the women yeah. who oh. just want to exist as women, women without 
stupid well, and, like and how but you and like how oh. like the world cared about it for five minutes mm-hmm. yeah that part too yeah everyone was like oh my god Iran and then they were like yeah our attention spans are just fleeting which is why going back to Trump I don't understand why when he was impeached even the second time why they didn't just convict him and be like yeah his followers would have been pissed but they would have got over it in like two weeks. We would have found something else to be mad about. Like, mm-hmm. Trump could have been way in the past. Like, we could have been done, done with Trump. But back to Iran, though, like, these women are literally getting arrested. And if they get arrested, that's better than like them actually dying out protesting in the streets, but like coming up missing. Like, yep. They're killing. They're killing them, basically, because they want... To be free? To be free, to be able to not have to cover themselves up. And it's so weird because I was... I saw... um, I was reading an article about how in the 50s, Iran was way more progressive than it was. And, like, women could, like, walk around freely and everything. And And then men got scared. Men and their fragile-ass egos got scared and like they're like ugh can't have that yeah we can't have women leading things yeah or just like showing their bodies because because we don't know how to control ourselves like it's I just watched a TikTok not too long ago about you know it's there's that exhibit there was an exhibit that was up that it was like essentially like long story short showed a bunch of clothing that people were wearing when they were raped mm-hmm. and it you know it was sweatpants it was yeah, anything little onesies because there were children like and the point being is like men can't handle themselves exactly and it doesn't matter what we're wearing exactly instead of like telling young girls and young women or women in general not to wear this or to do like how about you start telling your young men to control themselves and how to behave in society like and that goes, around women it's really it's really crazy but it's like that video you shared with me like men hate women that part too mm. it's weird it's giving weird energy speaking of that will pivot right nicely into the little pop culture segment and got to talk about Meg the, Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez, the trial that's actively going on right now where Tory Lanez, who, like, do you know who Tory Lanez is? Have you seen Tory Lanez? I couldn't tell you one song that Tory Lanez sings. But I just thought that was a regular-ass person. <laughs> Might as well be. I'm going to look it up. Might as well be, but it's essentially... They were coming from a Hollywood party, and it got heated. Her friend, I forget her name, who's also in the trial, who, like, gave testimony about him shooting her, but now is not trying to, like, say that anymore in court and everything. Like, it's really weird. But essentially, he shot her because (laughs) she said that his music was trash, (laughs) and his ego, like... Which is wild. Which is wild. But, so, like, essentially, they were leaving. It got heated because... I'm reading about it. Yeah, he was drunk or whatever, and her friend liked him. And he was trying to, like, talk about him and Megan doing things, and she didn't, like, want her friend to, like, you know, whatever. So, like, it just got heated or whatever and got elevated to the point where he was saying that her music was trash and everything. Why did I not know it was at Kylie Jenner's fucking house? Mm-hmm. Man, fuck the Kardashians. Yep. They're so detached. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you're a Kardashian fan. I still do be watching their shows, but like, I'm also detached. <laughs> well, you know, I still love like a Kim K every now and then. Well, but, same. Same. Like, I, I'm just kidding. But, but yeah. like, also... Specifically Kyla. Kylie like she's, does. Yeah, yeah Kylie's problematic. She's the worst of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so like his ego, his frail, frail ass ego, like 
started attacking her music or whatever. She was like, well, actually, your music is trash. And he couldn't take that. And basically, she was like, get me out of this car or whatever. And was like, dance, bitch, and started, like, shooting, he alleges, oh, like, yeah. at the ground or in the boat. But there were bullet fragments that were having to be taken out of her feet. So someone shot her. Yeah. She didn't shoot herself, like. But you leave it to, like, Twitter and, like, the discourse around it, and people are blaming Meg, like, bringing up her sexual history, yada, yada, yada. As if that has anything, As to, if has anything to do with her being shot, like. You had sex, so you deserve it. Right, and Which then Which is like, very fucking weird religious shit mm-hmm. to say, like. Him bringing his, like, young son to culture. court okay. as, like, a sympathy kind of thing, like, no. No. Anybody can have a kid. That doesn't make you... Hello. Like, he apologized to the friend and her and her bodyguard that night. If you're apologizing for what? If you didn't shoot her, like, make it make sense. But yeah, I just hate that, like, she said that in the in court that sometimes she wishes that he would have just killed her so oh. she wouldn't have to go through all this and like it literally broke my heart I'm just like you have a beautiful black woman like who's successful and still has to deal with this shit like cause men famously ain't shit ain't shit really truly men look at yourselves and the men who are we have to do a better job of holding the ancient men accountable. And it's... Yet to see it. I've yet to see it. And in ways that actually matter. Yeah. Like, because I can scream from the rooftops, but, like... Yeah. I'm in my own little circle, like... With people who think the same as Exactly. You. Like, so, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. I'm praying for the women out here always as a feminist like same like I'm gonna always choose a woman always always like I'm sorry always, about it like immediately if I start a show and there a show and there's like a woman contestant I'm 100% thinking her especially in like entertainment like music, women have to do way more than men men can be mediocre as fuck and make it way farther in music than women literally Always, like, always. Like. Men, wait, you could just say, you don't even want to say entertainment. Men can be mediocre. Period. Say that. Say that. Period. Say that, though. Say that. And get praised. And a woman has to do everything and then gets paid 73 cents to their dollar. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the, mm-hmm. because, again, it all comes back to fear of women being superior because, guess what? Women are fucking superior. The the strong enough to bear them children. Say it. They get back to business. Yeah, literally though, like. And they hate there is it. no man without woman. And it's so stupid because it's just like, why not revel in that? I fucking love a strong ass woman. That's like. So so women are hot. hot. Like, that's so hot. Women to are me. so like, hot. Like, women are uh, hot. They're beautiful. They're smart. They're strong. Yes. They're fucking courageous. They are like to to wake up every day as a woman and have to go out in that world is a choice. It is. It is. You automatically like, and I was talking to one of my friends, especially about that, like, POC women. Yeah, and just like. Not the privilege I have as a male, like, not having to, like, constantly worry about walking through a parking lot by myself or, you know, or, like, even just, like, out in public in general, you know, like. Yeah. As a male, that privilege, like, is. Or, like, that balance between, like, okay, I have to send an email today. Mm-hmm. If I use an exclamation point, will I be seen as emotional? Yeah. It, will, I be looked, will I be seen as unprofessional? If I put a period, am I going to be seen as a bitch? Mm-hmm. Will I then garner any respect? Right. What is that fine balance that women have to walk every day of like, we can't show our emotions, although that's what makes us the stronger fucking of the two mm-hmm. main genders, because there are more than two genders, mm-hmm. and gender is a construct. Mm-hmm. But 
of like what is publicly acknowledged. That's people who like accept and and use their emotions to help inform themselves in a smart way or why they're making decisions or why we are better. Yeah. Because it's always a nuance there. And I feel like women just intuitively are more in tune to be able to deal in the nuance better than men. Yep. You just are. Not always, but mostly. Yeah. It just is what it is. Like, But yeah, it's weird that like so many men, the misogyny just jumps out, like. Yep, and that stems from. And it's it's literally centuries that we have to correct from that, because the amount of the, well, the power dynamic was so skewed for centuries. Just as us as human beings, like. Well, because women has always have historically been looked at as property. Mm-hmm. And you have to correct that mindset that like women are their own fucking people, which that can make choices for themselves. Only has become mainstream within like the last hundred plus years. Yeah. Like, insane in the membrane, like. Especially, and then, and then tack on any kind of ethnicity, but specifically black people. Mm-hmm. Your black POC women have had that even less. Mm-hmm. And still <laughs> are out here trying to like make the world better for everyone. Come on, like, say, 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 Abrams. Like, still trying to make the world. I swear, superheroes, like, it baffles me like and I was I had a conversation on Twitter uh, literally last night and talking about how as far as like our problems here in America with race and everything like it's literally going to have to take these straight white males who are at the top of the like hierarchy and the like mm-hmm. to break down these oppressive systematic like institutions that were set up for them but there's no incentive for them to do that because why would they so that's the conundrum we're in like why would they break that down if it's benefiting them the most but it's got to be them to do it because no one else has the power it's either that or it's like full like anarchy everyone has to like yeah a full overthrowing of the government right I mean, like that. Like I feel like either, either something will change, and it will be their choice to make the smart choice and change, or there will be a revolution mm-hmm. because they typically happen every hundred or so years, and we have not had a major revolution. And that yeah, that goes to like this capitalism shit too, and it's like inflation. Like I'm just like we have to find a better way to do this shit because like what is it going to take? Is milk going to have to be $10 before people get fed up collectively to be like, stop charging us whatever the fuck you want? Like, made, but... Literal made-up paper. Paper like, made like, up but, paper. But you'll always... What's sad about that is that, like, you always have... Will have the people who can afford to buy that shit to buy it instead of just, like, linking up with the others who don't. To say stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your rich-ass people in Oakwood aren't just going to not go without for the good of everybody else. Like, yeah, because if they would have up to this point, then we wouldn't have this. Mm-hmm. So, like, when does the revolution start? Like, what does it take, like, for the masses to get fed up? Like, and that's what the book Latvonia talks about. So, mm-hmm. everybody check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hard out here, but, you know... You gotta take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Beyonce said, you will not break my soul, and I have to hold on to that. Like, Yeah. You won't break my soul? Because you, like, if you let them, they will try. You like, listen to Beyonce, and I listen to Hosier, who's literally like, it's okay if you just lay down and feel and die with the person you love because you love them so much. <laughs> this is why we're very different people. <laughs> I literally listen to songs, and it's like, I would literally rather fucking 
off my fucking self and like haunt you <laughs> without you and you're like over here like you won't break my <laughs> but like generally we're the opposite I know I know because like I also have like the songs where it's like Lana is just like mm, fucking until I die like literally <laughs> I w- let me tell you, yesterday, and then we'll start this Christmas. This is a nice seg into Christmas. Yesterday, yesterday, I went through about 47 different emotions in about 10 minutes. I <laughs> came home, picked Evelyn up from school. I came home. I got in the house. I found out Hosier was 6'6". Six, six. Okay, this is what leads us into that. And I'm like, God damn, that's amazing. And I want... To climb him. Like a tree. And yes, because he literally, nobody understands my soul more than his music. It's wild. Like, some of the things he says, like, literally tear me open mm-hmm. and make me want to tell people things about myself that I've never told anybody. But, like, you know, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so, but that's kind of what happened. So, I'm, like, mm-hmm. thinking about, I'm, like, oh, he's amazing. And so, then I go down, and then all of a sudden, I spiral. Mm. And I, I fully have to walk into the bedroom. I'm sobbing so hard. I'm so, I, When I tell you the noises that were coming out of my mouth, like, I was, you know, it's like one of those where the actual sound, like, where you're like, ah! <laughs> yes. And I haven't cried in a while. And everyone, I get, I'm a very emotional person. I'm a Libra type 8. Like, goodbye. I'm always crying. <laughs> but I was in there sobbing to the point where Evelyn came around the room and she said, you having a bad day? <laughs> and I said, yes, Evelyn. But that pulled me back together. And then I came out here and I started watching TikToks and thought, thought you're the best bitch that's ever lived. Like, I don't know what sent me on. But the, the point being is that Hosier is literally the only reason I'm allowed, like, I can get my feelings out. Yeah. Is what I was going to pull that into. But what that leads me into is Christmas. Yes. And um, how Christmas music makes me feel. Because we talked about, we're going to pull it full circle to mm-hmm. earlier. When we were talking about how a lot of Christmas music is sad. It's sad. And I think that is because there's something altogether sad about nostalgia. Yes. Because it's it's a longing it's for a wistful, times. Yeah, it's blissful, it's longing, oh it's melancholy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Sia song I posted yesterday. Puppies are forever? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> that's a full bop. That's a fun note. Um, underneath the Christmas lights. It's essentially not sad, but the way she sings it makes it heartbreaking like well I mean think about like I'll be home for Christmas or Mm -hmm. Christmas as (laughs) the one girl says Camilla Mm -hmm. you can count on me it sounds Mm -hmm. longing it sounds wistful even though like really what they're saying is like I mean that one is kind of sad because they say if only my dreams Mm -hmm. but still like I feel like there's a lot of that in Christmas we're longing for what Christmas felt like to us I was in the majority, obviously, like, a lot of people have different histories or traumas, but the, ex- the, the, the phenomenon I'm describing is what Christmas felt like as a child to me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel that way as you get older because Mm-mm. you realize that a lot of that is on the people who create Christmas for you. Yes. And if those people are gone, sometimes it's really hard. Because, like, I always talk about how, like, the holidays are my favorite time of year, but honestly, they're stressful as fuck. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Was that your phone? Okay. I was like, hello. It was loud as fuck, too. (laughs) But, like, I, you know, this, like, it's it's expensive. It's Mm -hmm. stressful. You have so many places to go. Work is always stressful around the holidays. When I was a kid, it was so... It brought our family together. Like, Mm -hmm. I got to see the people I loved all at the same time. I got to watch people open presents. And, like, I am a gift giver. I love giving gifts. Like, watching people open presents Mm -hmm. brings me so much joy, which is how I still get my joy, which is why I still love the holidays. Mm -hmm. But Christmas music, in general, to me, always feels pretty melancholy. And maybe that's why. I mean, and there are happy songs like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But it makes me feel longing. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. Yeah, and it's weird because my mom, the like last week, was like, "Oh, we're we gonna get a Christmas tree." Was like, "For what?" Like, <laughs> like literally, just like me and her, but it's like, and she was like, "I'm like, we don't have decorations." Like, I'm like, the thought was nice, but like, practical, like the practicality of it all was like, 
makes no sense. Yeah. Which is sad in a way, though, like, because, like, yeah. it wasn't always like that. Like, we would have to get a tree, a new one, like, oh, ornaments and stuff like The real trees. Right. Like, it was just like, mm-mm. I don't want to deal with that, like. But, so, me and Jamal were in this group in high school called Magicals. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the thing. Mm-hmm. Which was essentially, it was an audition choir. You had to audition to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we did, there were different, like, groups within the Madrigals. There was, like, the triple trios. So, like, there was an all-female part of the Madrigals. Mm -hmm. There was an all-male part. Mm -hmm. There were, like, small groups. Mm -hmm. But we were all the Madrigals, and you had to audition, and our year was pretty lit. Like, our years were pretty lit. We had some really great singers. Um, And so we had to do these. We had to do all these concerts around Christmas or go to different places. We went to, like country clubs, mm-hmm. private parties mm-hmm. we sang at, mm-hmm. and we did all these things with music. So, there is this melody, yeah. there's this one that we did every year, and it was mm-hmm. called 12 Songs of Christmas. Yes, it is. And me and Jamal have been trying to um, remember the words, mm-hmm. but we do remember it, and we happened to find it. Yes, we did. Online. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, friend? Because I had, like, I have it, like... Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to sing it for you guys. And we're going to... And we're going to fuck it up. Oh, yeah. So you got to look through all, like, their previous shit, because obviously it was like, no, I'm buying this. No. (laughs) That's okay, though. I don't think... I don't think... I think I'll remember it as it comes Mm -hmm. to me. Okay. Yeah. You can just start it there. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. The, the 12 days, days of Christmas are a special time of year With lots of joyous carols in the air And now we sing for you A dozen of the best 12 Christmas songs you hear Everywhere Deck the halls with bells of holly Fa-la-la-la-la-la Tis the season to be jolly Fa-la-la-la-la-la Good King Wenceslas slipped out on the feast of Stephen. Oh, no, wait, that's not it. Camping round about deep and crisp and even. One fine day I met upon the way The three great kings who were proudly marching One fine day I met upon the way The three great kings in their fine array Oh, this is the one! He came upon a midnight clear That glorious song of from angels bending near the earth to touch their hearts of gold. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we travel afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following yonder star (laughs) Silent night Sopranos only There's a star in the east, 
on Christmas morn. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. It will lead to the place where the Savior's born. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in And heaven and nature and sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Sing. Alleluia. 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 And he shall reign. And he shall reign forever, forever and ever. King of kings, Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. And he shall reign forever and ever, forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That was the first time. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> Looking at that music for the first time since 2008. Woo! What a year. <laughs> so now you know. Yes. That was our Christmas was tradition it. for every year of high school. We've been trying to do it. And um, also that's supposed to be four-part harmony, and right. it wasn't. It was not. And we did it a cappella, too, like boss-ass bitches. That's all we can do. <laughs> but yeah, I think that will wrap things up Yeah, nicely. I think that was like, I hope you have... Merry Happy Christmas, Christmas and Happy, Happy Holidays. Yes, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Happy I'm New looking Year. Looking forward to the yeah, New Year. Yeah, and we'll see you in 2023. 2023. Jesus. <laughs> what are we going to call this one? I don't know. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>